Guys, welcome to episode 100 of Honestly Unbalanced. Holly's got the giggles next to me. We are, I don't know why she's got the giggles, it's late at night. But this is a special one, episode 100. We're doing a solo, I said solo, both of us chat, no guest. And we're talking about how the podcast has evolved, our little takeaways from this year, both from podcast guests and our reading and learning outside of that. It's just a little bit a couple of therapy as well mixed in there but yeah enjoy it i'm sure you will and after episode 100 we've got some amazing guests lined up this year uh be excited about that and we've got a new recording setup uh which if you head to youtube you'll start to see all of our videos on there now uh and as always we have some sponsors for this podcast if you're into barefoot shoes code adam hustler vb will get you 10 percent off all of the barefoot shoes we were wearing actually their snow boots in finland this year and they are a winner like to travel with and amazing in the snow as they should be if you want basically my yoga uniform it's colorful standard it's pretty much what i wear all day every day it's simple clothes no branding really good quality and code adam hustler cs10 will get you 10 percent off their responsible clothing and last but not least our favorite yoga mats life form will give you 10% off if there's a sale on 5% extra off uh, all of their life form mats with code HUSTLER10. Remember, there's no T in HUSTLER. It's just H-U-S-L-E-R-10. Now, enjoy the episode. Honestly, Honestly unbalanced. I think we need to learn the bummy accent at some point. Honestly unbalanced. That was terrible. Honestly unbalanced. We'd, I would love to know if the listeners are sick of that by now. Because every time I hear it, I'm sick of the oh, oh, oh. Oh, I love it. I feel it. like I want to, in future edits, just cut out the uh, uh, uh thing and just go straight to honestly unbalanced. No, that's a good bit. I, I love creating that jingle. I feel like it's like another calling of mine. Maybe when Sonny's all grown up and left home, I'll do some jingles. I think definitely you should do voiceovers. So do I. I think often people say to me, oh, yeah. Love the podcast. Holly's voice is great. Yeah. <laughs> no comment on my <laughs> lispy, growly Birmingham voice. Oh, but Holly, Holly's got a voice for podcasts. Definitely and a, something and a face for podcasts. Oi. But no, we're videoing it. That's a compliment, <laughs> right, isn't good it? Save, good save, good save, good <laughs> save. Should we talk about the history? Of the, well, not the history of the podcast, but I want to kind of update you on our little journey because we've gone through lots of kind of iterations of what this podcast is. So we started, what, three? Well, it was just going to be your thing, remember? And, you I invi- your own. and I invited you as a special guest. And I was scared. Well, no, you wanted me to be on it, but I, I actually felt really nervous to say yes. It was almost as big a deal as me proposing. <laughs> I, Cheers. No, not for me, but I felt like for you, it was quite. It was like the next step in our working relationship. But like doing a podcast <laughs> together felt like it was going to be quite a big deal, deal for you. Well, working with you is generally quite scary because you're quite bossy. Oh, fine, fair. As a husband, better. But yeah, so the podcast started... <laughs> And initially, it was like people think it was a response to COVID and we were bored. I'd bought all of the gear actually just before there was any mm. kind of COVID announcement. And then our first guest, I think, our first two guests, David Cam and David Jules, Cam. who've had on since again, they actually came to our house, mm. which then suddenly wasn't allowed. We so had this, a gin and tonic. So this was meant to always be an in-person podcast. Uh, and then, of course, COVID, COVID, COVID. Mm. Then we left London. And so now what we're speaking on is all our flash new gear. To celebrate episode 100, I got the credit card out <laughs> and bought, bought loads of new gear for us because 
we want to upgrade it, but we have to acknowledge that we're never going to drag people to Surrey. Like all of the wonderful guests we get on, we're never going to drag to Surrey. We don't really have the space right here, do we? So we're, we're going to be slightly limited, aren't we, to not the quality of the podcast, but the limiting factor will always be our guests' audio quality. But well, honestly in balance, that's the whole point of it. Balanced. It's meant to be all kind of genuine, real, honest and open. And initially, of course, we're speaking to yogis. Yeah. And we've had in the last however many years. Three years? Three, 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 four, three, nearly four years, four I think. Four years, yeah. so 100 episodes. My God. Two big rebrands. Mm -hmm. Okay, I quite like the one at the moment. Yeah, I the do. One, the one we've got now is neither my vibe or Holly's vibe. Well, it's Entirely, in but it, it, I think, completely represents what we're doing on the online platform and through the podcast well, as acid, well. An acid trip. Um, yeah, acid trip, <laughs> but light, airy, floaty. Yeah, fun, fun. And I wanted to, I admit, try and create a style that was in some sense timeless. It was yeah. so uncool in a way <laughs> that I wouldn't need to rebrand again. Like quality, yet slightly uncool. I think, I think I've it captured definitely, that. It definitely stands out. Anyway. I showed my lawyer friend yeah. the other day, Chris, yeah. who is quite angry and quite judgmental of everything I've done with my life. Did you like it? Uh, no, he hated it. Oh. He's like, I think he hated it solely because of how bright and colourful it was. I mean, like, I, that, everything about that would completely put me off. He needs it in his life. He needs it in his yeah, life. But his it. wife, his wife doesn't. His wife is a member. Oh, yeah. well, there you go then. So episode 100, what we thought we'd do is chat a little bit about some of our takeaways from this year. We've had some amazing guests on over the last few years. We did slightly slow down this year. You might notice a lot of the most recent episodes were recorded live at a festival. Holly, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Mm. How, was, how was that experience for you, recording a live podcast with a baby <laughs> at a festival? Well, it, it wasn't just the recording the live podcast and having a baby. There were was a multitude of different things that led me to tell Adam I could not face anymore and uh, walk across the field and go and sit in the car by myself and uh, cry for about 20 minutes. Well, I did find you crying behind the back of a tent <laughs> at one point, didn't I? <laughs> I truly had a mini breakdown, but we'd had so much going on in the summer and Soul Circle was, was crazy with Sunny running around. We had such heavy equipment, like we were trudging through the muddy fields. There were so many people talking to us. There was all these podcasts to, to record and just so much going on that I just... Uh, Oh, I just had to have a little cry. You brought me a brownie, though. That was nice of you. Yeah, that was an intense. It was an intense. It was intense. But anyway, the most recent podcasts were from that festival, uh, <laughs> and we slowed down because Holly took a bit of a break, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, to be to be mummy. Yeah, so Holly Holly slowed down a little bit. So we still put out there what twenty episodes this year? Uh, yeah, something like Some that. Some amazing guests. But we're but back on it now. We're we? back on it now. We've got the studio. We are back on it. I haven't invited any guests on yet for this year. <laughs> <laughs> there will be lots of guests. I've got lots of people who have mentioned it too. So we're going to pull loads of amazing people on. And you'll notice that who we're chatting to has kind of got broader and broader over the last few years. We started chatting just to yoga people and people in the yoga world. But the focus now is really people that have tried to make your life in some sense better. Uh, yeah, so we're still not going to get like OnlyFans models or a like on. Uh, Maybe one day. That seems to be quite popular. Mm. Okay, at least it's on my Instagram feed. People have a conversation <laughs> with OnlyFans models. We're not going down that vibe. We're still going to be people that are offering services or guidance to help make your life better in, in, in some sense, but broader. And less perhaps about the journey. Like we don't necessarily want to know so much about people's history. It's not going to be a 60-minute This Is Your Life episode going forwards. And equally, what we're, we're, we're going to try and avoid to some degree is 
going so much through the ups and downs of their career, which was, I think it might still be actually the description of the podcast. I quite like Navig- the ups and the downs. We're still going to have those honest conversations, yeah. but we're not going to be like, so tell us about your weakest moment. We're maybe not, <laughs> not quite <laughs> going down that route, but they're still going to be open, light conversations. Holly. Yeah. I was going to ask what, what takeaways have you had from this year? Okay, so I was looking back through through some of our guests and gosh, it's so nice actually just going back and, and remembering all these amazing people that we've chatted to. And me and Adam always say, actually, um, we're so lucky. We feel like we get like this hour of therapy that we don't have to pay for with these like amazing experts that tell us all their life hacks. Um, and actually... <laughs> Sometimes it's quite explicit. Like I think I one of our guests, Susie, I actually said, so let's pretend I'm a client. <laughs> that's it. And- that's who I'm going to talk about. And then at a half an hour, half an hour conversation about yeah. me. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's exactly who I'm going to speak about. Susie Redding. She is a psychologist and an author and so many amazing things. And it, it was so lovely chatting to her. One, because she's just such an amazing, vibrant, bubbly soul. Um, but two, she she completely reframed rest for me. So luckily, I think rest is becoming a bigger thing in the wellness industry. I think it's something that we all need a little bit more of in our lives. And for, But for me, I always thought of rest as kind of like lying down in the middle of the day and closing your eyes and taking a nap and that's something that I personally really struggle with um you know feel that I'm being unproductive that I should be doing other things and Susie yeah that's her thing rest and she totally reframed it and said that rest is anything that brings you back to wellness and balance again or balance and harmony I think she said so it doesn't have to be just lying down and closing your eyes rest can be going for a jog or doing some exercise or even going to meet a friend or reading a book or it can even be something a bit more stimulating it's basically just tuning into what you need and then doing that whatever brings you back to balance so that was great for me uh, this year that was a really real nugget of wisdom and how have you actually rested no (laughs) <laughs> but was, did you is there anything you actually tangibly applied uh well it's just something that stuck with me i think and now i guess when i'm um you know not lying down having a nap i think well what's another way that i can that i can rest so, yeah i think i have i have applied it how what's your way of resting I th- well, no i think with all when you listen to any podcast that has amazing guests on that offer amazing advice based on their particular niche mm. i think it can be really really overwhelming because you, you you feel like you need to be suddenly applying all of these yeah, things to your life. Totally. And it, it's this kind of inexhaustive list of everything you could possibly do to make your life better. The, the morning routines, the mm. supplements you need to take, the exercises that are good for you, etc. Like my view is, and I'll come on to this a little bit later about choosing the things you are actually going to do, is just take one thing at a time, mm. test it out for a month, see if it actually adds value, and if so, keep doing it. Oh, okay. No, I can actually back myself here because that, that is literally exactly what I've done. So January is obviously a big time for like setting goals or it used to be anyway. I think people are kind of over it now, but I've set myself the tiniest little goal in January, which is to read just one page of something every single night in bed. So I guess you could see that as I've applied it. Um, and can I've, you I've start it. with I've instruction manuals? Why would I, why, I'm just why so would sick I of you asking me like how, how to do things. <laughs> Well, Adam, how do you replace the batteries on this? Uh, that's, that's always going to be something I do. I'm, just, I'm not going to lie. I'm about really that. scared now because I bought this amazing Roadcaster Pro thing, and it will be amazing for Holly to use. But I feel that I'm going to have to tell Holly how to use it every, every time, time she wants to use it. Yeah, and, do, uh, and and I've even historically bought new gear and made instructional videos for Holly. 
which she's lost immediately. <laughs> then I've made like notes, <laughs> like actually post-it notes or like flowcharts of what you need. Okay, you need to do this. And if that's not work, do this. Da, 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 da. It's not my zone of genius. This is what you're good at. I love, I love that, in, uh, that little Instagram video once of uh, it was this guy serving his <laughs> wife dinner. And that dinner represented <laughs> like what, what was it, advice, advice. Or something? advice from the husband and the wife just picking it up and just throwing it. Like smash the plate against the wall, <laughs> and then and then another plate coming in to advice from a stranger on Instagram, and the wife like ate all the food. <laughs> right, on to you. On to me. One? So first one. In fact, can I, I'm, I want to say this one actually, but it's actually unrelated to podcast guests, but it's something that actually had a really profound effect on me this year. Uh, an idea, and I think we've probably talked about it with some guests. This idea. That life is finite, and that's not a particularly original idea. You know, I, mean, I always say, you know, life is finite, act accordingly. But I'm one of these people that each year I decide there are so many things that I want to be doing. I want to do more hiking. I want to do jujitsu. I want to do some CrossFit, blah, blah, blah. I want to start boxing again. And I'm very guilty of trying to, like, optimize my schedule so I can try and do all of these things. And inevitably failing each time. You know, much like every time I go on a retreat or teach a retreat, I'll take loads of gear with me with a plan of like recording 100 videos. And often the camera won't even leave my bag <laughs> for the whole week. And I've kind of come to this realization that rather than try and fit more and more in and inevitably fail, and rather to try and kind of optimize scheduling, is just admit that in our life, we're going to have 4,000 weeks if we live a long time. And something I would just have to ignore forever. And for me to have a deep relationship with my child, a deep relationship with Holly, for me to get good at podcasting or good at doing CrossFit, let's say, which is a thing at the moment, I can't do that if I'm being distracted by all these other things that kind of maybe I want to do. Mm. So to go deep in anything, you need to abandon some things. So I think I finally abandoned, at least for now, the idea of me doing jiu-jitsu. I've abandoned the idea of me ever going to a boxing club again. Just stick with my punch Aww. bag in the garden. And it's sad in a sense, but life is life is short and the years fly by. Might come back round again. Okay, yeah, yeah, life is constant. Everything has changed. Mm. But for now, I think I found great liberation in just thinking, abandoned things. Like even exercise routine. I kept trying to get, you know, create the most perfect workout routine. And what happened is I never actually worked out. Because I hadn't mm. quite perfected the routine that I was going to do. And now I'm just keeping it really simple. If you're into it, I'm doing German volume training twice a week uh i'm doing one pure strength training session and then i'm starting crossfit uh, or started crossfit which yeah, actually I'm doing good i'm enjoying uh yeah massively mm. cool but yeah that's the, let me so that's one thing mm -hmm. but in terms of podcast guests one guest that is related to that is rebecca anderton davis who wrote a book shifting the dials the dials being kind of each dial represents a section of your life i could be butchering it I admit, I haven't actually read the book, but I just took the ideas. Uh, so one section, let's say, is family life. One section is work life. One section is hobbies. Might not be, but let's just say it for, <laughs> say it for now. And at different times in your life or at different times in your week or your day, you just have to say that actually I'm going to tune down that dial and turn up that dial. For instance, in a few weeks, I'm going to be writing a yoga teacher training manual. And I'm just going to have to turn up that dial and work. And just, you know, tell my loved ones, you know, Holly, that I'm going to have to slightly turn down the watching my family 
as in the TV show, Late at Night Dial. That dial was going to be... Modern go. Family. Oh, yes. <laughs> Modern Family TV show. There is one called My Family. So I'm going to have to turn down <laughs> that dial. I'm going to have to slightly turn down maybe the fitness style, etc., for that week. Mm. And I think giving yourself permission to do that is really valuable. Mm. Permission to turn up or turn down dials and do it kind of unapologetically. Because mm. only you know what you need in your life at that point. Other people don't. And I think you you can like make people aware of it that actually maybe, maybe not so brutally like don't say to your friends that like, I'm shifting down your dial this week. Bye bye. That might be that might be a bit brutal. But yeah, that I one like shifting that. the dials. I don't know what episode that was, but the one is Rebecca Anderton Davis. Mm. Yeah, it's nice because she she's talking about how she doesn't like the word um, work life balance or the phrase work life balance. She's about shifting dials, which was a nice way of rephrasing it. Um, one of my favorite podcast episodes was with the lovely. Oh, I always say his name wrong. Punu Wasu. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. I think so. He is a meditation teacher, Kirtan leader. Kirtan. Kirtan. Well, actually, I was speaking to Radhika Das about this ooh, the other day. I'm ooh. just going to go off on a tangent <laughs> here. Um, Radhika is another guy that we've had on our podcast a couple of times, and he's a Kirtan. blown up on social media. Yeah, he's gone huge, huge. Thanks to um, appearing on the Honestly Imbalanced podcast. <laughs> oh, that's, what, that's where it's at. He's been on a couple of times, and he, yeah, just a little side note here. We chatted about pronunciation with mantra because i stopped chanting and singing mantra for a while because someone mean on instagram told me that my pronunciation was crap but i have had people tell me that it's really good before so anyway i, I decided to not do it anymore and he said it's not about the way you pronounce it you can say kirtan you can say kirtan you can say mantra you can say mantra and at the end of the day it comes down to the intention behind what you're saying you know how how are you saying it what's the intention behind it are you devoted to the to the chanting to the cause so i like that as a side note so anyway, Punu, uh, Kirtan, Kirtan, leader. <laughs> he won a lovely quote that he said was, I wouldn't say that I've arrived. I wouldn't say there's a destination I have to reach. The journey is the destination. And I have heard that before. The journey is the destination. But it's I think it's just something really worth speaking about, especially this time of year when there is quite a lot of pressure. I think sometimes January the 1st, you feel that you need to be setting goals. You need to be achieving more and ticking more things off the to-do list. And really, it should shouldn't it be about the journey itself rather than where you're going to end up and I do think it's it's valid and, and and great to have goals and things to work towards but I think it's really important to remember why you're doing it as well and it also links into something actually that Lauren Arms who's another guest said and she says the reason we set goals really is because of the way we think the end goal is going to make us feel and I love that. Like she said, we do everything based on, you know, we're humans. We do everything based on how we're going to feel. So how are we going to feel when we get to that end goal? That's really what we want rather than the thing itself. And the, the good thing about that is we actually have all those feelings already within us. Like it's already there, accessible. Um, so she says, you know, ask yourself the question rather than what do I want? And, you know, focusing on that end goal is how do I want to feel? And that's a question that I'm asking myself this year. So rather than what my goals, dot, 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 like, how do I want to feel? I want to feel good. I want to feel peaceful. Mm. I want to feel content with my life. And luckily I know I have those things already. So then everything else just kind of becomes cherry on top of the cake. Yeah, we get, we get so caught up with kind of objective success, yeah. don't we? What do you like, think about that? Yeah. I think it's awful for, for us to be that attached to objective success. Objective success meaning, you know, how big the car is, uh, the career that I have, how many people come to my class, how many retreats I do each year. Mm. Like, it's all well and good. Let's say, I want 10 retreats this year. Mm. And it makes you miserable. What, mm. what is the point in mm. that? Yeah, I think it should all be down to what what kind of life do you want to lead? Like, I often get people in my mentor programs to really think about, like, each you know, in their ideal life, their kind of realistic ideal life, 
Where are they waking up in the world? Are they commuting far to work? Are they spending time with a dog or a partner or a child? Are they spending more each morning writing? Are they doing exercise? But on a very tangible level, how do they want to be feeling in their life? That mm. visualization I think is really powerful rather than being attached to numbers. Because mm. numbers and objective success is just external validation. Mm. It, it, it appeals to the outsider if you want to give an impression of how good you are. It mm. doesn't actually do anything for you yourself. Mm. And actually something just come into my head. I listened to a really good podcast. I think it was with Oprah and, and one of the guests on her podcast said, oh, do you, do you want to know my secret? I don't I don't mind what happens, as in, in in my life. He doesn't mind what happens. And that that's always really stuck with me. And I thought, you know, I, I'm the same. I've never been a, a big goal setter. I just mm. want to focus on like, how do I want to feel? What are my values? That's I think that's quite a nice way of living your life. Like, what are my values? And then um, focus bed, on if we, that. If we go to bed tonight and I snore again, <laughs> and I do what I did last night, and for some reason, jump, basically wake up, <laughs> on your ear really close for some reason do you mind just, like, do, you, do you mind that do well yes well exactly so you do my I, I think this oh no i don't mean like that <laughs> oh, you do this i don't mean like that particular but as in in general i'm not going to be so attached to certain goals like You're i generally i don't really mind outcomes, yeah. as long as like this is what it is as long as i'm living a life that is in alignment with my values and it's like a life full of love and joy. And I'm making a difference in the world, which is mm. one of my values. Then I don't mind what happens, if that makes sense. How do you measure making a difference in the world? Or how do you feel that? Um, I think, well, I think it can be as simple as, you know, even someone messaged me the other day and said that, you know, my trainings be transformational for them. And even just one person saying that, mm. I think I've made a difference to that person. And that's made a difference in the world. And actually, this wasn't, we, we actually want Adrian London on our podcast. We are, yeah, she's on our list of people to get. But I listened to one of her really good lectures. That's not her surname. Oh, is it not? <laughs> is it not? Oh. <laughs> What's her it's surname? It's like Oh, okay. Well, well, you'll know her on Instagram as Adrian London. <laughs> okay, Herbert. <laughs> um, yeah, I was listening to her speaking and she, she said, um, a good question to ask yourself is, it does what I do matter? And it's, it's all linked in with the same kind of stuff, like because we get so bogged down with all of the things on our to-do list. And at, at the end of the day, it's, well, I guess it's coming back to your why. Why am I doing this? And does what I do matter? But yeah, what, what do you think? How would you measure that? Like something, what you do doing, mattering in the world? Oh, it's hard. Cause that's why I started yoga. Mm. I start, My background is charity work. And I thought, you know, I'm going to be head of Save the Children one day. That was my career trajectory. Mm. Then started to realize I could have a more profound effect on more people through teaching yoga and making people more mindful and aware than I could working in the charity sector. I became a little bit disenchanted with the way it works, the companies I was working with or the nonprofits I was working with. And I often forget that. And especially as a more anatomical teacher, you know, I, I'm, I am still you know, exploring self-inquiry with people, but you can kind of forget the impact you might be having on their life especially the people that you don't see, the people that listen to the podcast, the people that practice me online, uh, the people that just come and go. Like there's some students I've had for ages and they come as class starts and they leave. Like before I've turned around and like I said goodbye to one person, they've already gone. They're like, escape the room. <laughs> and yet I've seen them for like three or four years. And so I think, well, actually I must be having a really nice mm -hmm. consistent effect on them for mm -hmm. them to keep coming back. Uh, I guess the only time I really feel that I'm having that impact when people send messages on Instagram, like nice messages saying, you know, mm. we've been practicing with you for X amount of time. That is really lovely. So if, if anything I've done feels good for you, then please do let me know. But it, it, you can 
become quite detached from that. Like you can actually do wonderful things in the world and actually not get that feedback, mm. especially the fitness instructor, because you only see people in the, when I say fitness, or not fitness, but you only see people in the room often. You don't see them outside the room. You don't see how they're changing in their life. I've it's got quite... an interesting, sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> I've got an interesting question for you actually based on that. Because me and my friend talk about this sometimes. We've got like, I think a lot of people have it to an extent, but it's like a need for validation. So is it something that is in, inherent in human beings that we, we need, you know, to be thanked and we need um, validation, we need gratitude? Is that something that humans just need? And it's like a basic human need, just, you know, if you've done something good, oh, thank you so much for that. Or is it like there's there's some kind of insecurity within you that you have to kind of look at? Do you know what, do you know what I mean? I think, more, I think there's multiple layers in that. I think all of us perhaps fundamentally all human beings need to feel like they're serving their tribe yeah yeah because i guess it's you know historically you know we're talking thousands thousands of years ago if you weren't offering value you'd you'd be the the first to not be looked after Mm. uh so i guess adding value and then especially nowadays how value is added a little bit uncertain sometimes you feel out adding value just because we get some likes on instagram etc rather than providing food for the family Mm. or for the tribe Mm. but i think increasingly because there is a lack of community a lack of true connection what's that book by uh lost connections johan harvey yeah lost connections we are getting the people need very weak forms of validation increasingly Mm. people need the likes on social media you know, we can see that in in the in the younger generation, how you know the dances on TikTok, etc. Mm. The need for praise mm. from the, other people rather than rather than the the love from a family member or the love from friends. Yeah, it's that's people true. you don't know. So I I'm torn because obviously you know, I do a lot on social media, and uh, I'm now at the level of macro influencer. <laughs> <laughs> Win. Uh, but yeah, I really try and detach me. Like my yeah, my view is I, I barely look at comments. You know, I look at the nice comments, but anything like that's not nice, I delete. I try not to be attached to numbers, to views, etc. That must be hard though. What being famous? Oh shit! <laughs> oh, what's hard? What's hard? What's hard? Like to de- <laughs> to detach from numbers. You know, when you get to a certain point, I don't. But know, I think it... I, I guess because I've been in this game for so long, mm. as it were. I, I've realised what really makes me happy. Oh, and which, the things which that, is? The things that make me happy, most of all, are going for walks in the countryside with my mm-hmm. wife and my child, mm-hmm. uh, being at home, reading books, taking photos, creating websites, pla- planning things like for the garden. I love to visualise, like building projects. Not that I have the skill to actually complete many of them, but visualising like solutions to building projects or mm-hmm. decorating. I think I'm, in next life I'll be an interior designer. But that's what I enjoy. Like sometimes I'm secretly kind of like happy when a big event cancels. I'm like, yes, weekend, yeah. weekend at home. Space. <laughs> yeah, lovely. And I've, yeah, so I think I've just been in it for long enough. And to be fair, and I practice yoga for what, 16 years? And a mindfulness practice of some sense for longer than that. That, you know, it does have an effect. I'm probably mm. far less flexible than I used to be, certainly in, 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 in different ways. But my ability to respond to the challenges of life I've got consistently better over this time. Mm, My turn now. Okay, go for it. My turn now is, uh, I I made some notes on my phone. I just got confused. It says COVID dad. I was reading that. What is COVID dad? What what does this mean? I think it's Govindas. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go with it. There's lots of autocorrect oh happen happen there. Oh, don't blame autocorrect. You are terrible at spelling. I am. That's kind of like my trademark. Now. If any of you have ever seen any of my Instagram posts, I can guarantee there'll be a spelling mistake with grammatical error. Yeah. And even though I've, I've, I've made every effort, for, no, thank God I didn't end up being a lawyer. Anyway, Govindas, he talked about challenges uh, and the need for challenges in order to, to grow. If you haven't listened to that episode, you, know, you have to listen to it. He's oh, such he's he's a wonderful oh, human being. The best. Everyone should have someone like that in their life. I'd love to invite him to the UK. Anyway, uh, wonderful human being, but yeah, challenges in order to grow. And I've real, I, I, I've always said the challenges that I've gone through in life, both the ones that I've chosen, the ones that have been forced upon me, you know, forced upon me as in my dad getting ill or broken bones and the like, uh, but also the ones that I've chosen to do, the ultra marathons, marathons, the training every day unnecessarily, for boxing fights and uh, walking the Camino de Santiago. The challenges I've chosen, the challenges that have been forced upon me have all allowed me to grow so much. Like the Camino that took 30 days and the ultramarathon that took 12 and a half hours, they were both like microcosms of life with so many kind of ups and downs and so much time to be with myself. And I realized in the last few years, I haven't really... Although there have been challenges, certainly, you know, ectopic pregnancies and so on, obviously not in my body, but, and then other bits and pieces as well. There have been challenges. There haven't been challenges that I've chosen. And I've realized actually through this conversation, the need to continue to challenge oneself. And yes, I guess the way I teach yoga, the people in my class go through a challenge, hopefully in every class. And are they able to regulate their breath and mind through that challenge? But I often don't myself practice to that level of intensity. My yoga asana practice is different to that. Uh, I don't run anymore. I broke my foot. I haven't done any runs. I don't train hard anymore. So I need something. And I did admittedly look at like Ironmans and long distance runs, etc. And I thought, I can't, I can't fit them in my life. Again, it's one of those things. I can't fit in Ironman training into an always busy life. That becomes your life. So I can't do that. Then equally, I don't want to go on a long expedition. But I don't want to be away from my child and my wife. So I thought, well, what can I do? Uh, and so that's where I got into ice baths. I got into you know, this cold exposure because I hate the cold. Like I hate cold showers. Well, no, I don't hate the cold. I hate forcing myself into like cold showers and cold baths i don't enjoy it i don't want to do it uh and so i dabbled with like plastic ice bath like one that just pops up and i couldn't get it cold enough it's in the summer like i got it down to like 18 degrees which is not, <laughs> not cold so even with ice. like bags of ice condoms <laughs> filled with ice everything filled <laughs> with ice nothing worked and then ended up working with this wonderful company called rewild and i say company it's really one guy who has gone through lots of trauma in his life and is very open about it uh, and got a bath via them. And I absolutely love it. And I had a few ups and downs in terms of setting it up. Like I was ill, not from the bath, but the moment I got it, I got like that day that I got it, a really bad cough for like four weeks. But it's now something I'm doing pretty much daily and it feels amazing. And it's hard and I hate it. And when I know I'm going to do it, I'll do everything I can to procrastinate my way out of it. But uh, there's never a time when I get out and I don't feel good for it. So I think all of us need challenge in our life that we choose, mm. both because it builds grit and builds character, but also because it prepares us for the inevitable ups and downs of life. So question, 
if I've never put myself through one of these mega challenges apart from giving birth, I, I hope that counts. <laughs> um, well, I, it was hard for both of us. I was, uh, the floor wasn't comfortable. You were great. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have done these challenges before, like the ultramarathons, yeah. etc., and you feel like they've really prepared you for the challenges of life. Mm. Do you feel like you need to keep doing these extra challenges because like the old ones expire yeah, or I, I, what's it? I think part about? of it's that, do you know, David Goggins, yeah, David Goggins him. is his extreme. You know, he will, he's done obscene runs and like broken legs and he's oh, yeah, very, yeah, very yeah. shouty, but really inspiring. <laughs> he's an extreme character. And, but one thing he talked about is the calluses. You know, we talk about cal- if you were doing weightlifting, you build calluses that means actually, you know, the nose of the barbell stop hurting and you become better at, well, not better at lifting, but you're more physically equipped to be able to consistently lift that. But then if you stop weightlifting, those calluses will start to go, start to moisturize your hands, you get soft and softy. And I guess the same thing is for the mind, that these hard things help you callous the mind and help you deal with stuff. And then if you become soft again, then you're less equipped. Mm. Uh, and I think anyone I know that has done a challenge and completed it feels better for it and feels proud of themselves yeah. and has self-worth and has self-esteem. And that's what I want to instill in our little baby. Mm. I want to help him find ways to build self-esteem. Mm. And I think if he has self-esteem and self-worth, that is the best way to navigate the Life. social media age. Yeah. Well, no, but especially now for children, social media age with so much comparison where there were idiots like andrew tate yeah. uh i think having his his self-worth will help with that not looking so i f- that. i fully i fully <laughs> intend to make sunny win marathons well not marathons <laughs> but i i know but you know next week's going to the ice bath i'll be oh my God. <laughs> and i'll be the one that's like no don't make him do it you can just come we, we've all, we, we're already at this stage where like he'll fall over and i'm gonna leave him leave him leave him <laughs> oh not, not, to get him. not if he's really hurt himself, obviously. Yeah, but, but I just think like, if he gets himself in a little bit of trouble, like, he's fine and he's fine. And I've, I, we've got a disagreement. I keep saying to him, good job, you're tough. I hate it. No, <laughs> I don't like it. This is the one parenting thing we kind of disagree on. I, I keep saying, yeah, good job, you're tough. Because I, I just don't want him to be like, oh, daddy thinks I'm tough, so I'm not going to cry and, you know, disappoint you if he if he cries, you know. And I'm like, I'm like, just cry. It's good to cry. You know, I don't know. And when he's crying, always... I whisper in his ear, don't be weak. <laughs> He does not. I don't know that. For anyone that's new to this podcast, Adam is like the most sarcastic thing in the world. So just ignore that. Thing. Thank you. Right, your one. <laughs> Next one. I was going to say something ruder, but I thought I'll just, yeah, censor that. Um, we, could, we could probably censor it. We could go. No, that was a, that no, was that's a, a wrong one. That's no, I've got, I, I've, as part of my new system, <laughs> literally we bought this yesterday. There's all these things I can press, like, and I can like install new sounds and... I love it. Jingles. Can I make one myself? Yeah. Yeah, I can do them all. Wah, wah, oh, wah, not now. Wah. I think that was better than that one. Yeah, cool. Next one. Um. So actually, my next one was Sarah. How do you... Oh, God. I feel bad I'm pronouncing Sarah things. Teacher. Like Sarah Teacher. Te- teacher. Just say, teacher. say it with confidence. Sarah and a, Teacher. And a slight murmur. Yeah, you're right. Sarah Teacher. Um. No, she's actually... She's so lovely. She's a yogi. But actually... I've kind of already talked about it to be honest. She, she mentions about coming, always coming back to your why and why it's important to have like your why as an anchor because otherwise you just get you just get lost. But I've kind of already talked about that already, so I'm just going to hand it back to you. Well, no, I would just echo that yeah. your the why is so important. Yeah, what's to say if for a ship with no direction, no no wind is the right wind. 
Hang on, say that again. For a ship, for a sailboat. I thought you said a shit. For a sailboat with no... (laughs) 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 I think a shit's always got a direction. (laughs) Way down. Uh, Hang on. Gather yourself. Right. A sailboat with no direction. What's that? (laughs) We just wanted to... Chirping birds. That no wind (laughs) is the right wind. Because they don't know where they're going anyway. Is the point. Okay, let's leave that. But I echo Sarah's point in that you need to understand your why and keep revisiting your why. And if you become disenchanted with your career or your relationship or whatever, ask why you're in it and what the motivating factors. And, and that's the biggest thing I teach in my trainings. Mm. And even, even in terms of like, like, like yoga asana, why are you doing that yoga pose in the sequence? Why are you giving that instruction? I don't care what the reason is, but there has to be a reason. Mm. And there is, if you want to explore that more, there is a really good book by Simon Sinek called something. Why? That's really unhelpful. What's it? Well, just start typing Simon, Simon Sinek. Sinek so why? He, he, he got very big about his TED talk. I'm not sure if the book came first or the TED talk came first, but either way, the TED talk really accelerated the growth of the book. Uh, finding your why. Mm. Start yeah. with why. Start with why. And then, of course, he kind of money yeah. done and got another book, which is like finish with why. <laughs> there is a second or third and the start with why guidebook. So I think let's... You, Hang on, my turn. I was going to say, it? you do one more and one then let's more. do some audience questions. Uh, so Maud Hurst, we've had on once oh, and then Maud. an episode to be soon released. Yeah, we want to be her friend more. Yeah. We, were, we spent a lot of time with them in this thing called Pelagoni. Her and her partner. Uh, yeah, her and her partner, and which we will be at again this year. It's, I don't think um, it's been announced yet formally. It's so a wellness, wellness week in Greece. Oh my gosh, it's, it's incredible. If anyone wants a week away, it's May and October actually. Um, you'll find on. it on a newsletter then also by the way sarah titcher is joining us oh yes and some other teachers michael wong and and the like uh at a hotel in february mm-hmm. in sweden in a place called varberg you fly into gothenburg i've definitely said varberg varberg varberg, varberg. and it, it's almost it's almost like a yoga retreat slash spa holiday and the spa is incredible mm. like recently refurb spa slash coastal peaceful town mm. chill out spot mixed with like a yoga conference because yeah. at, at different times there were multiple yoga classes meditation classes ice swimming cl- breath work classes mm. and a few more things like it's really cool and it's amazing value for money i think it's like 600 pounds for the whole weekend with a lot on offer food is amazing and the well. food's great so have a little peek at that it's on my website it's it should be on holly's website 9th to the 11th is it on your website Instagram's the best place yeah, to find it. Yeah, my website. So adamhustle.com, you can find out more more about that. But anyway, my fa- the final one, one thing that really uh, I enjoyed, well, the bit of the conversation I enjoyed was with Maud Hearth, and it was about falling in love mm. uh, and related to you, how important it is to be okay with yourself and being kind of not in love with yourself, but feel like you've accepted yourself in order to actually be able to open up and fall in love with someone. Uh, I like this one yeah and it was you should have been there for that conversation holly was actually ill i think mm. uh during that conversation uh but i think it's it's so important and that's what i was reflecting on when holly and i met each other like neither of us were particularly looking for a relationship but most importantly both of us were good in ourselves mm. i had gone through a little bit of trauma recently mm. i had gone through well, quite a lot yeah dad died a lot break up not but a little bit before broken foot got punched Both in the face yeah moving house anyway a lot happened uh but i but i was good in myself and i was content in myself and so as we went into our relationship neither of us had anything to hide 
didn't really have any insecurities particularly. Mm. Uh, we weren't trying to play it cool. Like on date one, we arranged date two, date three, date four. Oh, it was, so, it was just so refreshing because I remember I think I called you and you picked up in like half a ring. And I was like, oh my God, he's not cool at all. I love it. Like no <laughs> game playing. <laughs> and yeah, I just think it's, yeah, so important to work on yourself first. But at the same time, like, you know, like, we, we work on yourself shouldn't stop when you're in a relationship. Uh, I think it's important to acknowledge in a relationship that both of you will, you will affect each other's evolution, of course, because you're probably the biggest influencing factor in each other's life. But you should constantly be evolving and trying to evolve, but the other partner should be trying to understand the evolution That's and try and support that evolution. That's really lovely. Cool. I'll just add to that a little bit because it just popped up. I did a workshop on Yoga. Was that not a complaint? <laughs> I did a, a, a workshop with Dr. Melody Moore at Try Yoga a couple of year, a few years ago. And she's all about self-love and relationships. And she said that you will only meet someone who has done the same amount of work on themselves as you. I thought that was really interesting. You'll only fall in love with someone. Well, yeah, some, yeah. Or like, you know, come into a relationship yeah. with someone. You only attract someone that's done the same amount of work as you have on yourself and it has to be deep work i think in the yoga community and spiritual mindfulness community there's lots of surface level work like i'm sorry if you've done this and it's going to be like a sweeping generalization (laughs) so my bad in advance and it's it's not completely nuanced as a statement but i've met lots of people that have like gone to bali for five weeks done work on the very extreme end of the spectrum in a, in a place that is absolutely nothing like their home and the environment they're actually going to be living in afterwards. And it's been what looks extreme, but actually n- not really dealt with anything properly. I think actually, my this is just my personal view, is any work worth doing on yourself has to be long-term. Often it's non-dramatic. It's with actually experienced people that can guide you or books etc that have guided you uh but i often think the more flamboyant uh the self-care or self-development is the less effective it is i don't know i think it depends on the teacher and who's holding the space mm. your intention it, that's really nuanced i think of i course. think it depends on so many different and there is things. a lot of spiritual bypassing yeah there. that's that's it if you it, it's the intention isn't it if you're doing mm. it to get somewhere quickly then it's probably not going to be any good yeah. But if you've done loads and loads and loads of work on yourself and this could be like a trigger for something big, you know, so. Mm. And again, lots of people have done like ayahuasca, et cetera, which yeah. has been like a short, intense experience that mm. have changed them in good and bad ways. That's uh, another podcast, but we should get someone on to talk about that, shouldn't we, really? Actually, yeah. Yeah, I know someone. I've got an idea. Yes, I'm going to ask her. Shall we do a couple of audience questions? Because I think it kind of cool, links yeah. into what we were just talking okay. about. Did anyone ask us any questions? Not many, not going to lie. Honestly, unbalanced, mm-hmm. but um, we had a couple <laughs> and lovely Veronica asked. It should be anonymous. No, I said that we'd shout, shout them out. Oh, okay. So she knows, she knows. I don't know her last name anyway. Sorry, Veronica. Veronica says, um, oh my God, I've bloody lost it, haven't I? Oh yeah, she said to Adam, put you on the spot, Adam, how would you describe Holly in one word? Flaky. <gasps> no, I'm joking. That was so no, quick. No, no, not in any way flaky. Holly in one word. I would. Like, it's, it's very like cliched word, but quite like light. There is a lightness to you. Like, I don't know anyone that really would say anything bad about you. Who, in Aww. most situations, you bring a lightness and a levity, which I think is really lovely. That's nice. Thank you, Adam. And then she said the other way around as well. So one word that I would have to describe you, and I did think about it. There's many words, obviously, but I think the one that I would, 
I would rest on is resilient. And I hope you're happy with that. Yeah. I call Adam. We don't have pet names for each other, do we? Isn't it? It's just nothing's no. ever start like Bay, Bay. We tried it. No, can't, can't, can't do it. No, you just Adam. Um, but I do call you my oak tree because you are so. Maybe five times. <laughs> <laughs> oak tree, pass me the salt. No, but you are. You're so grounded and resilient and strong and you've been through so much and the way you respond to situations is is quite amazing so yeah that is my you're my root chakra oh thank you <laughs> uh anything else oh someone asked me where i'm ticklish i'm not gonna answer that that's weird. so Sorry. weird no move on well yeah. i think maybe we maybe we leave it leave it there um adam do you well, have... that was a good ask the audience section <laughs> <laughs> well she okay she did ask she did we did have one more um actually two more but let's pick, just pick go... one okay one Oh no! Okay, how did Adam propose? Should we go there? Oh, we've done that. If you're interested in proposal, we did a podcast. I think interviewed by Nivaj, uh, which is all about kind of our little story and our little love story. I don't know when it was, but it was like twenty episodes ago or so. Uh, other little things, other little hacks that we've got for this year. I think we'll just quickly touch on one hack, one thing I love. Best purchase of the year, without doubt has been my Yeti. Oh my God, I have no affiliation with Yeti. If anyone from Yeti is listening with their PR agency, <laughs> please get in touch. Like, I work with lots of brands, but I I have probably sold about £100,000 worth of Yeti products just by talking If to you're people. watching the video, she about, hold look, up. Holly's got a Yeti. I've got a Yeti. But anyway, Yeti make a tote bag, which is solid. Well, not solid. It's kind of bendy, but it stands up, self stands like a bucket. And it is kind of water resistant. You can wash it with water and just like spray a hose in it. You can fit so much in it. And everywhere I've been this year, all the travel was people have been like, oh my God, that bag's amazing. Where'd you get it? Uh, so yeah, the Yeti tote bag, shout out to that. Without doubt, the best purchase I've had this year. Any and any good. other little tips you got for people? Oh gosh. Um, oh, I've gone blank now. It's like coming up to my bedtime. My brain starts shutting down around now. Um, do you have any more Adam while I think? Other, right, other other little things I've loved this year. A book which is, again, I'm not sure the title. I'm going to butcher it slightly, but it's called Why You Should Stop Reading the News or something mm. along those lines. Uh, and I've always struggled with the news in that I, I read it a lot, get depressed, I feel helpless, you know, with all the situation going, all the stuff going on in the world. And at the moment with Palestine, uh, you know, you feel completely helpless to do anything. Uh beyond posting on social media which and i'm against a little bit posting on social media because you know, my job as it were is to post about yoga and related topics you know much like if i went to the hairdresser well, not the hairdresser wrong example if, if i had went to like a solicitor i wouldn't want them to talk to me about the issues of the world i'd want them to talk to me about the thing you know the mortgage or whatever it is <laughs> the house i'm trying to purchase and i think my job is as a yoga teacher that's what's one element uh but also yet yeah, just the helplessness etc and there are so many awful things going on in the world you know how do you choose to talk about one thing over another thing uh, and yeah this book uh was written by someone that actually wrote for the guardian and they published an abridged version of the book in 2013 which then it actually then that article then became the book but it's full of very compelling arguments for why reading the news is bad for you uh, and bad for your view of the world in so many ways. Uh, and that's probably the book that had the most impact on me mm. this year. Yeah, that's a big rabbit hole, isn't it? For another time, maybe as well. Should um, you park it? You're sleeping. So one, I was just going to leave 
everyone with one more thing, which is maybe rather than, because this is what I'm doing, so invitation to to join me if you feel like I, I want to achieve something this year, but I don't want to set loads of massive goals. So I am going to create one new habit every month because I say it takes, what, 21 days to create a new habit. So my very simple one for January is I'm reading a page of everything every night and I'm hoping that's just going to carry on through the year. So I'm just keeping it really small, really um, achievable. So yeah, and also focus on how do you want, how do you want to feel this year? So I'm just repeating myself. I think it's probably worth saying again, that's all I've got right now. (laughs) So guys, thank you for joining us. What have we got coming up? Should we talk about things that we've got? Holly's got training. I have. So if anyone is interested in doing a crystal bowl sound healer training, I have my next one is an online one. It's a 12 week journey. It's really beautiful. Um, it's always yeah, a really magical journey. And it's starting the end of February. All the information is on my website, which is hollyhustler.com. Um, and yeah, that's that's the big one. For and me. I'm going to be brief because t- to be honest, I think most people have tuned out by this point. What we should do is <laughs> slide these in earlier. But 200 hour <laughs> training happening with me in London lots of retreats including 2025 one in canada the online platform honestlyimbalance.com has had a massive rebrand and we've now got that people have been asking for for ages a filter system so you can choose classes based on length teacher style body part work etc and we upload classes on it constantly so i think it's actually really good value for money and we're going to be adding some teachers class to it teacher classes for teachers or keen yogis to it at some point this year as well check our websites which might be out of date at the moment because both of us are a little bit behind because <laughs> new parents and all. Do your but best. check check our websites. But thank you so much, guys. Thank Holly, you. jingle. Oh, let me just press one more button. Thank you so much, guys. What was that? That would be classed as. God knows. <laughs> anyway, cheers, guys. Thank Stop you. <laughs> Honestly, I'm balanced.